We will chant from verse number 12. Yada Dityagatam Tejaha Jagat Bhasayate Kilam Yachandramasi Yachagnao Tattejo Vidhimamakam Gama Vishachabhutani Dharayamyahamojasa Pushnami Chaushadhi Sarvaha Somo Bhutvara Satmakaha Aham Vaishwanaro Bhutva Praninam Deham Ashritaha Prana Panasamayuptaha Pachamyanam Chaturvidham Sarvasya Chaham Ridhisanni Vishtaha Matasmitetnyanamapohanancha Vedaishya Sarvairahameva Vedyaha Vedanta Krat Veda Videva Chaham Bhagavan begins this chapter by describing the entire cosmos along with the the supreme reality as an inverted people tree with all the roots on top and the branches below and one has to seek the that root seek that supreme so we are now as though identified with this tree, we have to seek that supreme truth. And that is done by gaining vairagya and through inquiry and surrender. Also when we develop qualities like uh, nirmana, moha, jitasanga, dosha, it helps us to comprehend the truth. Then Bhagwan also talked about uh, the jiva as a part of that supreme truth, supreme reality. But identified with this body, identified with its own, that mind, intellect, it assumes itself to be limited. And this limited entity goes from one birth to another birth. And that itself is called samsara. And this samsara is uh, full of uh, limitation, sorrow, fear, pain. So one who wants to become free of this, 
they have to recognize their own self. Bhagwan says, those who are wise, they have the eyes of wisdom. They come to recognize this self in whatever condition the body and the mind may be. They come to recognize the self. But those who are not wise, they don't recognize the self which is very obvious. So even when we put forth effort, we have to, before that, we have to purify the mind and gain proper understanding. So purification of the mind can also be done by upasana, by understanding the presence of the divinity in this world. So Bhagwan, in the following verses, he uh, express this uh, vibhutis also from 12th verse onwards that uh, all this entire world is Bhagwan's vibhuti, Bhagwan's glory, Bhagwan's uh, expression. Though it is not completely uh, real, it's just uh, appearance, but this appearance is the glory of that Lord. It's like we see our shadow. That shadow is our own glory. But shadow is not myself. But from the shadow, we come to know that the person is there standing. You can see, sometimes you only see the shadow. We can't see the person. But from the shadow, we know that person is there. Similarly, this whole world is like a shadow of God. And from this shadow, we know the presence of God. So one has to cultivate this uh, attitude in the mind of seeing divinity in and through every expression of the Lord and meditate on those special expressions. So those are given here. Bhagavan says the light and the brilliance which you see in the sun is my light and brilliance alone. And in the moon also. It is my brilliance in the fire. I alone am there as that fire, as the brilliance in fire. And my power alone has gone, entered this earth and nourishing all the herbs and plants and trees. And when we eat this as food, then this is also digested by that fire in our body. That also Bhagavan says, It's my vibhuti alone. So being in the in the body, Bhagavan says I digest the food. But then further he comes or nearer he comes to us by saying that I am in your heart as your own self. And that is what the upasana is. That we have to cultivate this attitude of divinity in the world outside and slowly and steadily it should be recognized as our own self, as in our own heart. Those who fail to recognize God in their own heart, they have to then look at God outside. So the first step is is looking for God outside. Going on a Tirtha Yatra and looking for God in the Himalayas, in Manasarovar, in uh, what do you call that, Kailas, 
in Varanasi. So everywhere we have to first look. That is our exercise. But slowly we have to then come to realize that God is in and around us only, wherever we are. So our own home should become a Tirthakshetra. Our home is like Kurukshetra sometimes. And we go for Tirthakshetra. So our home should be become like a Tirthakshetra. Where our uh, temple is there and the entire atmosphere is very holy and nice. And there itself we should try to feel the presence of God in our family members, in our relatives, our friends, our workplace. Then from there also we should come nearer and try to see God in our own body, in the food which we eat, in the in the objects which we experience. God is there in everything, in every experience of ours. There is that supreme divinity. Without it, no experience is possible. It's like whatever we read on the in the book, the paper is there behind supporting all this which is written on the book. So in order to look at the paper, you don't have to turn pages also. Whichever page you can open, you can see the book. Whichever sentence you read, it is supported by the paper. Similarly, whatever we are doing in the world and whatever we are seeing has got the presence of divinity in it. So that attitude when we bring in our mind, automatically it happens that that attitude helps us to withdraw our attention from the binding nature of this world. Because the world, if it is seen as different from divinity, binds us. If we separate the world from divinity, then it binds us. It's like in Ramayana also it is depicted with the help of the story that Ravan tried to separate Sitaji from Ramchandraji, then it became cause for his sorrow and downfall. So if when we separate the divinity from uh, uh, this world, then it causes problem. The world causes problem. Then it is, uh, it becomes like a just a object of our uh, pleasure, and one gets attached and bound to it. So the presence of divinity is seen in the world, and then we have to recognize the presence in our own heart. And in our own heart, the divinity or the supreme reality is in the form of I. Bas. Aham, aham, aham. Hmm. You don't have to know Sanskrit for that. You don't have to study any all sorts of text and scriptures for that. You have to just look within this, our own heart and recognize that God as aham, aham. But that aham, aham, what we experience, I, 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 is also like the spurana, like the, uh, as though like a, like the breathing of God. 
we have to go even still further and find out from where it emerges. Like when we breathe, some people breathe so heavily that you can feel their breath at a long distance also. But if you trace their breath backwards, you will come to their nostrils. And even if you go deeper, we will find the breath coming from our deeper recesses of our body. Similarly, that I, I notion is like the breath, but when it goes out, that breath gets entangled with other notions that I am so and so, this is mine. I get entangled in mine. I becomes engaged in mine. Mine means that which belongs to I. But really speaking, nothing belongs to everything, either everything belongs to I or nothing belongs to I. But one gets entangled in this my, my, my thing. So from that my, our attention should shift to that I. And from that I to the very substratum of that I, to the very source from where that I, I knowledge also emerges. And that is the dham, tad dham paramam mama, that is Bhagwan's abode. It is not a place. You will see, you might feel, oh, if you go into the heart, it must be very narrow, small thing. It is not a place. It transcends the, this physical space. It transcends the mind space. It is that conscious space, space of consciousness, chidakasha, chidananda rupa shivo. Aham, aham, shivo, aham. So, sarvasya chaham hridi sannivishtaha. Bhagavan says, I am in the heart of all beings. And from me alone arises all the thoughts and everything arises from that I. All knowledge, all uh, memory, even uh, ignorance, and forgetfulness also arises from that same source. It is the very source from where everything emerges. Everything comes. Everything comes from there only. If we want to know the secret of the world, we have to know secret of our own self. If we want to uh, find happiness, we have to find it in our own self. Vedaishya sarvaihi ahameva vedyaha. And in all the Vedas, I is the theme. It is the whole Veda. All the Vedas are commentary on aham. Aham. That aham itself is called om. The whole Vedas are commentary on this om or aham. So Vedaishya sarvaihi Ahameva Vedyaha. I alone am the Vedyaha. Is to be known. Ikaunka. Aham. And Vedanta Krat. I alone am the giver of these Vedas. This knowledge of the self is also revealed by the self. The knowledge of the self also gets revealed by the, by the blessings of the self alone. 
it is therefore we have desire to know the self that also comes from the self only it is natural all of us we have natural desire for our own self and uh, the what do you call uh, the solution also is 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 given by the self as though so the all the vedas are revealed by that supreme i that pure consciousness that param atma vedanta krut so i am the creator of this vedanta the knowledge of the vedas and veda with evacha aham and the knower of this veda also am i means one who knows the veda knows the self or one who knows the self knows the veda to know the veda is to know the self we have our surnames also uh, chaturvedi and dvivedi and all they are called the knowers of the vedas but the real knowing of the veda comes when we come to know our own self i hmm. so veda vid eva cha aham so having revealed this vibhutis now bhagwan takes up another topic see another topic means another way of revealing the same thing that is the beauty of the scriptures as i said the theme is one only so that one is expressed in different ways like the singers who sing only few uh, those uh, swaras are there sa re ga ma pa dha ni sa first lesson when one goes to learn music they teach this sa re ga ma pa dha ni sa even those who learn that harmonium they keep on then playing the same thing then different combination permutation of that mean from forward and backward then only two then three then four all sorts of things but even that sa re ga ma pa dha ni sa is nothing but uh, only sa only or a uh, it's just a modification of one sound only uh if you can say a uh, you can sing but that modification is the main <laughs> modification is the main thing similarly that uh, all the all the music ultimately lead to that sound and that sound ultimately leads to silence similarly all the scriptures ultimately lead to that aham om aham so in the following verses bhagwan points out to that supreme truth using some other terms so let us chant verse number 16 dwave mau purushau loke क्षरश्चाक्षर क्षरसर्वाणि क्षरसर्वाणि उच्यते द्वावे मौ पुषलोके क्षरश्चाक्षर कूटस्थोक्षर उच्यते हा 
Bhagwan says there are two persons in this world. Now from where these two persons have come? Dvau imau purushav loke. There are two persons, purushah. Imam loke in this world. And who are these purushah? Kshara cha akshara eva cha. Kshara purusha and akshara purush. And what is kshara purush? Who is kshara purush? Kshara sarvani bhutani. All beings and all manifestation is called kshara purush. And kutastaha, that which is changeless, that which is uh, uh, immutable, that is called akshara purush. Now this, uh, we have seen that the same theme is running through the entire Bhagavad Gita. Uh, we have seen in the previous uh, chapters also and in the seventh chapter also. Uh, what Bhagwan talked about as Prakriti and Purush. In the thirteenth chapter he spoke about uh, Kshetra and Kshetradnya. Then in the seventh chapter Bhagwan talked about as uh, Paraprakriti and Aparaprakriti, same Bhagavan uses the term here as Kshara Purush and Akshara Purush. These are different terms are used for the same uh, and that is how the the scriptures are. They, they bring out a little uh, of, uh, new facet of, of the same truth by using some new term. Like for example, I said the sun also has got so many names. Though the object is one, many names are there. But all these names bring out some new facet of that same same object. Similarly, these two terms bring out a new facet of the same, those two entities. So, Purusha and Prakriti. Or uh, uh, that para prakriti, para prakriti and apara prakriti as mentioned in the seventh chapter. That same para prakriti is indicated as purusha, and same purusha is indicated as kshetradnya, and same kshetradnya is indicated here as akshara purusha. Somewhere the term is neutral. At other places the term is. Uh, is uh, mes- uh, feminine and here the terms are masculine. So when apara and para prakriti, prakriti is feminine gender. So Bhagwan uses the term uh, both the feminine gender to indicate this and here he uses both masculine gender. There it was mentioned that both are prakriti, here it is said both are purusha. So generally when people, they study it by themselves and uh, with the help of dictionary and all, then these terms can really uh, become very confusing and then we then give up. So don't give up. So these are the same term. Purusha, that word Purusha means that uh, one who exists in the Pura. Pureshayanat, 
one who is residing in Pura. Pura means like a city. So, when we use the term Prakriti, one may feel that it is something different from God. But Bhagavan says, I am there in Prakriti also and Purusha also. I am there in matter also and consciousness also. So, what we call Prakriti is matter and the Purusha is consciousness. But the presence of that supreme reality is there in the matter as well as in consciousness. So in order to bring out that bhava, Bhagavan is uh, mentioning both this as Purusha only. But only he uh, adds that uh, uh, qualification that one is Kshara and another is Akshara. So Dvav Imau Purushav Loke. In this world of our experience, there are two people. One is the Akshara Purush and another is called Kshara There are two entities. See, from many, many entities, we have to come to the understanding that there are only two entities. The journey is from multiplicity to that unity, from manyness to that oneness. So in the state of ignorance, there is uh, this understanding that there are many, many men. I am there, you are there, he is there, she is there. This concept of manyness is there. So from this many uh, thing, one has to come to the understanding that there are not many, there are only two. And from that two, one should come to one. So many to two to one. That is the journey towards enlightenment. And, and the reverse order is the, the creation from one to two to many. Just as uh, the seed also is one, but it splits into two. And then the whole tree comes out of that uh, seed. Similarly, from one that reality appears two entities as though the seer and the seen, the kshetratnya and the kshetra. Seer is one and seen is also one, but seen appears to be many and seer also appears to be many. So, Dvav Imao Purushav Loke Kshara's Chakshara Evacha. So that these two entities, as first Bhagwan indicates, and then he will indicate the Supreme. So, these two, this Akshara Purush, Akshara means that which doesn't change, and Kshara means that which changes. So, all that we see is called Kshara Purush, and that constantly changes. That is the, as our Gurudev used to say, it's a changeless law of this world. It constantly changes. Changes means at no given point it remains stable like. It is, it changes. And this changing phenomena is witnessed by us, by that I. So I am the witness, constantly I am witnessing a changing phenomena. If uh, because we have we don't have this uh, outer eye so powerful, 
we cannot see the the changes but if you have to look at the world with the help of a microscope or with the help of an electron microscope you will find the world is constantly changing uh, same world but when i am looking at it with my gross physical eyes things appear to be quite stable person is sitting at one place he remains at that place for a long time to come so things appears to be very stable but it is not stable it is changing continuously and it depends the world its existence depend on the seeing of the world i see the world so it depends on the eye the seer how do you know there is a flower because i see the flower so i give the evidence that there is a flower that i gives uh, uh, what you call it uh, gives the proof of the existence of that scene is like our dream when i am dreaming the dream is there but when i wake up then the dream is not there i cannot say that i am awake but the dream is continuing so if both these purushas are there kshara and akshara but this kshara purush depends on the akshara purush for its uh, presence for its existence the prakriti depends on the purush but the purush also depends on the prakriti for its uh, enjoyment and for its uh, experiences we had seen that also uh, in the 14th uh, in the 13th chapter that purusha prakriti stho hi bhungte prakriti jan gunan the purusha depending on prakriti experiences the world of gunas projected by this prakriti so kshara means that which decays and that which changes this uh, it is here you might have heard this many times and when we hear the same thing many times we then stop listening this you must have experience at home also that you keep on talking and the other fellow doesn't listen we experience actually during pravachan so you don't uh, it is the same experience ha ha bolo bolo main sun raha hu and you keep on talking the person doesn't listen especially husbands that is the complaint sometimes it comes itna main bol bol ke tak sunte nahi but sunte nahi he has got selective hearing actually if you use some other terms and this and that suddenly his attention goes up hmm baki you keep on telling in between you just say, oh bill aa gaya hai <laughs> bill aa gaya kaun sa bill aa gaya बाकी उसे मदर इन लॉ एड कम इन दिस इन दैट एंड वो हमारी ये वो उधर गई थी मैं और सहेली के पास और ये हाँ हाँ ठीक है हाँ ठीक है वाई बिकॉज वी फील सेम थिंग 
similar thing happens in pravachan also it is the same thing but the important thing is you have to listen and not only understand but should be able to identify with it should be able to tune yourself with it should be able to feel it it afresh just as the just as while speaking also i have to feel it afresh similarly listening also you have to feel it afresh so one is that which changes constantly that is called kshara sarvani bhutani means all the pancha mahabhut as well as all the beings means the outer bodies of all beings constantly changes that is the kshara purush and kutastha kutastha akshara uchyate kutastha means that which doesn't change kut kut actually is the anvil which is used no by the the blacksmith and all that is called kut uh you heat the iron rod and all and then keep it place it on the anvil and keep on heating on it the that heated iron piece it keeps on changing but that anvil remains same similarly there is something which remains same like an anvil and something which keeps on changing so kshara purush is that which keeps on changing and akshara is that which is like kuta kuta vatishtati it remains firm like kuta and it doesn't change and that is that i that is that i consciousness it remains same you will if you focus your attention on that i you will find that whatever be your age whatever be your gender whatever be the place you are there that pure i remains same it doesn't undergo any mod- modification and change it is actually not on it is not the thought which we are talking about it is that consciousness which expresses as that i i i it remains same even when we are awake when we are dreaming when we are asleep it is like a witness of all these three states of uh experiences it remains same at all the time so that is these are the two purusha which uh, bhagwan first reveals and with the help of these two purusha or taking uh, from these two purusha that one supreme reality is now indicated let us see the next verse uttama purushastvanyah paramatmetyudahritah yolokatrayamavishy bibhartyavyayishwarah उत्तम हा सो दिस इज क्षर पुरुष अक्षर पुरुष एंड डिफरंट फ्रॉम दिस एंड ट्रांसेंडेंटल टू दिस 
is Uttama Purusha. Is called that Uttama Purush. Uttama Purush means the supreme person. These are the three things only. The entire Bhagavad Gita talks about these three. In fact, it talks about one only. But in order to convey that one, two are also added to it. So, the whole Bhagavad Gita talks about that Uttama Purush. But that Uttama Purush directly cannot be comprehended. So, Kshara and Akshara Purush are also indicated. Those who do not comprehend this Kshara and Akshara also, then Bhagavad Gita also talks about uh, the various uh, karma yoga, duties, this, that and all, so that we become ready for comprehending this Uttama Purush. Uttama Purushaha to Anyaha. It is different. Anyaha, different from both the Kshara and Akshara. From the Kshara, now in the state of ignorance, one is totally bound and totally uh, entangled in the Kshara Purush. One is bound by the changing world, changing phenomena. From that, one has to come to the level of that Akshara Purush. And from Akshara Purush, one has to comprehend oneself as Uttama Purush. This Uttama Purush itself is called Paramatma Iti Udhartaha. This Uttama Purush is called, another name for Uttama Purush is Paramatma. Since Sanskrit also there are these three, or even in Hindi, in our grammar, there are these three persons mentioned. Who are the three persons? What are the three persons? Uttama, Madhyama, Prathama. Prathama Purush, Madhyama Purush, and Uttama Purush. In English, we have to translate everything in English. So, English is uh, third person, second person, and first person. These are the three persons mentioned in English also. See, this, actually the English language also has come slowly corrupt from our Sanskrit only. In Sanskrit also they talk about three persons. And Bhagavad Gita also talks about three persons. So, just if you understand this three person. Huh? So, this uh, in Sanskrit, the Prathama Purush, what we call third person in the English language, English grammar, means he, she, it, that is called Prathama Purush in Sanskrit. Because Sanskrit is a cultured, that language, and through that grammar also it conveys certain uh, certain values. And what value? Why the third person is called first person? Because the third person should be given proper respect. Because all our defects and all our uh, our um, um, problem comes when we start treating the third person badly. Hmm. Also second person also badly, but third person badly. So our dharma, we understand the value of dharma, when we come to comprehend and value the third person. 
by valuing myself and valuing my family it is okay that is a sadharan dharma but when you start respecting and taking care of the third person third person means whom you don't see who is far away then that is the real expression of our goodness therefore in sanskrit grammar the third person is called prathama purush pehla unko maan de do and even god is indicated in our scriptures as third person only in the beginning saha in religion god is indicated as third person saha he she wahan dur so religious literature talks about god as third person but when we um when we bring god little closer to us then god becomes second person spiritual literature talks about god as second person as guru god becomes guru as second person and then the guru guides us to understand god as first person as i so the third person is far away then it comes closer as second person and finally we come to recognize god as first person as i so i is the uttama purush the supreme supreme person uttama purushastvanyaha it's like suppose you have a have water so if it is dirty water with lot of impurities we see it's inferior water but then when you purify the water that same water becomes more and more pure and then finally we say this is uttama this is best water similarly kshara purush is also that uttama purush only but little become impure because of the the changing association with the changing phenomena same purusha becomes little purified as akshara purush but becomes supremely purified as uttama purush as i in that i there is neither the seer nor the seen neither the knower nor the known it transcends all it transcends everything in the akshara purush when we identify with akshara purush there is knower and known the akshara purush is the knower and the world is the known but when we identify with the known with the world then we become the seen and somebody else become our seer we 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 drop ourselves at the level of an object ne like for example this flower i am seeing the flower so i am the seer and the flower is the seen but when i identify with the object so much that i myself become like an object of this world that is the lowest level at which one falls down by becoming an object in this world ne object for others to then 
of look at us object of other other entities so from object we have to become subject and from subject to the supreme subject that is our journey so uttamaha purushaha tu anyaha param atma iti udharutaha it is indicated in our scriptures in the vedas as param atma see this uh, this certain terms which we use in our day to day language they then they spoil the meaning of that term paramatma when we say we just look up in the sky and here is sir uttama purush not the third person but whenever we talk about paramatma we talk about him as third person only so paramatma should not be considered as third person but should be considered as first person uttama purush so uttama purushastu anyah paramatma iti udharutah paramatma iti udharutah and what is so special of this uttama purush he says yo lokatrayam avishya bibarti avyaya ishwarah this uttama purush paramatma is also called ishwara avyayah ishwarah is the ishwara means the master the lord master who is the master see in the world generally we have misunderstanding of being a master mean we feel that i am master and somebody is the slave so really speaking the both the slave and the master are bound to each other because of the slave the master is master because of the master the slave is slave both of them are bound to each other a master is one who doesn't have any master above him if we find in this world that those who call themselves master they also have some master above them nahi aap log sun rahe hai na ki so gaye sometimes i i get some doubt like hmm one person came to someone's house and said that i want to meet the master of the house they said please wait we are debating on the same issue <laughs> so we might call ourselves master but are we really the master the 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 akshara purush is also not the master the akshara purush depends on the seen the seer depends on the seen so if you remain as a seer you are also dependent on the seen so he is also not the master so master is even beyond that therefore this param atma is called the master the ishvara ishvara one who rules one who is the top boss nobody is above him that's called ishvara and avyayah and how is this ishvara avyay avyay means indestructible immutable ever present 
untouched by time. Akal, Satsri Akal, untouched by time. And what does he do? Vibharti, he, he supports, he supports this Kshara and Akshara Purush. He supports the entire cosmos. Yo Lokatraya Bhavishya Vibharti. He pervades the three worlds and supports the three worlds. What are the three worlds? The Jagrat, Swapna and Sushupti. The waking, dream and deep sleep state. They are called the three worlds. Three worlds of experience. Loka. Loka means Lokyateti Loka. That which is experienced, that which is seen. They are called Loka. The Loka means not Swarga Loka and Bhu Loka or Patal Loka and all. They are all Sharapurush only. Loka is Jagrat Swapna Sushupti. That which is experienced as waking dream and deep sleep state, the Ishvara alone pervades them and supports them. Also these three uh, Loka are the Triputis. The, see, uh, the uh, seer, seeing and seen. Knower, knowing and known. Enjoyer, enjoying and enjoy that object of enjoyment. They are also called the three worlds. This All these three worlds are pervaded by that pure consciousness, that Purushottama, that Paramatma. Paramatma is there in the objects, is there in the subject, is there in the interaction of the object and subject. He supports them and he is beyond them also. And that is your our own self. Paramatma means not somewhere else. Is I. Huh? So yo lokatrayam avishya bibharti avvaya ishwaraha. So that is the Paramatma. Further says Yasmaksharamati Toham Aksharada Pichottamaha Atos Miloke Vedecha Pratitapurushottamaha Yasmaksharamati Toham Aksharada Pichottamaha Atos Miloke Vedecha Pratita Purushottam Yasmaksharamati Toham Aksharadapi Cha Uttamaha Ataha Asmin Atos Miloke Vedecha Pratita Purushottamaha Uttama Purush or Purushottamaha Bhagwan gives the etymological meaning why one is called Purushottam because he is Purushaha and he is Uttama. He is different from Akshara and different from Kshara. So Yasmak Sharamati Sharam Atitaha because he is beyond the Kshara Purush. 
एंड अहम अक्षरात अपी च उत्तम एंड आई एम ऑल्सो सुपीरियर टू द उत्तम पुरुष बियॉन्ड द क्षर पुरुष एंड सुपीरियर टू द उत्तम पुरुष and this has to be searched within see one is that theoretically or with the help of words we have to understand and then we have to actually see it experience it it's like you experience you because there are some people who remain at the level of the words only words are different and the experience are different so when it is said that i am different from the akshara and akshara we have to actually recognize it see it see this this is the akshara akshara purush and i am the akshara purush and beyond this akshara purush i am that uttama purush so yasma aksharam atitoham aksharadapi cha uttamaha and how to recognize this by holding on to this akshara purush akshara purush becomes the uh, the support to recognize that purushottama he is the only support to recognize the purushottama you hold on to that i that akshara purush that consciousness which is aware of the world hold on to that awareness just remain as awareness see when this awareness identifies with the mind it becomes a feeler when this awareness identifies with the intellect it becomes a thinker when it identifies with the senses it becomes a seer so without identifying with this just remain as that awareness and that awareness when one remains there as an awareness then one transcends it and one identifies with one's own real nature as uttama purush it's like we uh, we uh, we go to sleep also we just the thought of sleeping comes then we slowly withdraw our attention from the world and close our eyes and just remain with that that bhava of sleeping just remain quietly then what happen something starts happening right it's very interesting the way we go to sleep i don't want to describe in detail but anyway the topic is there but it's very interesting you have to observe how you go to sleep so we are tired and all we lie down in our bed and then we withdraw our attention from everything and just lie down there nobody has taught us how to sleep people keep on asking how to meditate and all they never ask how to sleep it is natural so you just lie down with your eyes closed and then something start happening sleep start overpowering you don't go to sleep but sleep as though pulls you something starts happening and there is a very sensitive moment at that time if somebody disturb then gone 
that time somebody calls you hello and from that hello you know it's a wrong number and you get so irritated that you this want to say something and then the sleep goes away then again you have to bring that mood and come and just lie down like that so you have in sleep you have decided that you will not interact with the world you have decided not to see not to hear not to taste not to touch not to smell so you have withdrawn your senses you have decided not to feel no. you have decided not to think no plan because if that planning and thinking and worrying is there then sleep will not come but you have decided that okay let me sleep that let me sleep now is a very interesting and important uh, decision which one takes before going to sleep so when we decide that we automatically the whole thing get withdrawn and we are just with that feeling only that i want to sleep bus i am available for sleep i just make myself available for sleep and when that thing happens the sleep takes over then your effort is only to decide to go to sleep and become available for sleep not to resist sleep is your is your effort those who can't sleep they are resisting sleep and how they are resisting by through their activities through their worries and anxieties and all those things so the best way to go to sleep is not to resist sleep don't fight with sleep you cannot say i will i will say how i don't sleep and you you cannot proactively go into sleep proactively you can go into waking state when you are waking up in the morning you have to put for special effort to wake up if you don't put for the effort then again you go to sleep see people enjoy talks of sleep actually next time we should have that <laughs> brahman se ye acha hai but it is very interesting because if you can understand and study and understand how one sleeps then you will know the secret of meditation also meditation and sleep thoda sa difference but it's most interesting if you know how to sleep how that mechanism of sleeping the same mechanism of sleeping works in meditation so i am totally available for sleep and don't resist it don't create any obstacle then sleep takes over i come to know only when i am that sleep is taking over i come to know also but when i go into sleep i no longer know i become sleep similarly in meditation we have to just be with that akshara purush the seer the i am that i am just be your own that uh, presence your own self and just be with yourself not with my not with what you are seeing hearing tasting touching but just in with your that i am 
consciousness with i am knowledge with knowledge i am just sit there with that knowledge i am and when one one does like that then that meditation that paramatma will take over that is called surrender surrender is when we just do not uh, resist and that let the paramatma take over so that paramatma takes over and that itself is called a state of enlightenment hmm. so yasmak sharam aksharah sharam atitah aham aksharadapi cha uttamah atosmi loke vede cha prathita purushottamah therefore bhagwan says i am known in the loka in the world as well as in the vedas as purushottama because i am beyond dakshara and beyond dakshara also therefore i am known as purushottam atosmi loke vede cha prathita purushottamah i am known as that purushottam here we are not talking about stree and purush it is that your your own supreme nature your own supreme self so this is the sar the very essence of the teaching of not only of bhagavad gita but also of all the vedas and all the scriptures they all point out to this only usi me itna masala jod gaya hai ki so many things are there and people get totally confused it's like our preparation of some food and all vegetables sometimes we put so much masala the original vegetable is not even seen you don't even know what is the original thing once i remember i had karele ki sabji in uh, this uh, gujarat i asked them what is this sweet dish you have given me this a karela hai but i don't taste bitter at all हाँ उसको हमने छील के उसको फर्स्ट क्लास ये करके उसमें बहुत चीनी मिला के इफ यू वांट टू चीनी मिला के देन व्हाई पुट करेला बेचारा उसको उधर बीच में क्यों डालते हो <laughs> करेले को क्यों खामा का कष्ट देते हो इतना सिमिलरली द प्योर दिस वेदांत द स्क्रिप्चर्स टॉक अबाउट दैट अहम बट इस अहम में इतनी चीजें सारी मिलके then all sorts of our religion and rituals and customs and so many things have come up and it creates so much of uh, confusion in the whole world hmm? this is the essence so this you remember now two more verses are there now these two more verses are just conclusion of this uh, chapter but one full day we have Oh. so i i want to utilize it for answering your questions so if you have any questions about this chapter or about what you have learned here huh, from me sometimes people learn all sorts of crazy things from somewhere else and they ask me the question swami ji kundalini jagrat kaise karni hai 
I myself don't know where the Kundalini is hiding. Usko jagrata aur kaise kar sakta So you just ask what you have heard from me. That I will be able to answer. But other questions I might not be able to answer. So that questions you write it down neat in neat handwriting and with your name also. And you be present here. As a question they ke aap ghar chale jao. You be present. So that we will do uh, tomorrow. So when you come, let me make some announcement also then. When you come, you can then uh, give the question to volunteers who will be here. Or then before when I come, you can give me the questions. <laughs>